listening to a shred version of Thriller. That was uh, not the Michael Jackson version. Although I think it might have been playing in the background a little bit, but whatever. Uh, wild, wild and crazy stuff. Stuff. Going down with the sound. Um, so, I was watching um, Hot Kaylee's press conference from today. And she was talking about a boot. Uh, a lot of different things, but uh, testing and where we stand versus the rest of the world. Um, you know, the media is pushing her, pushing the narrative that the administration's not doing enough, uh, which I I recollect. I believe that they are. I believe the president and his staff are doing a plenty. Uh, you know, we live in a country that is 50 individual states that agree to come together as one uh, on most things. But there's a point of a point where each state has to look to itself in certain certain things, uh, and this testing is is one of them. Uh, not testing, but the response to the coronavirus. Um, Kaylee noted that though the number of cases is going up and uh, so on and so forth, the death rates are very very low. One death rate is one too many. And one reporter, you know, they try this gotcha game. Now, we don't know all the facts because the reporters don't give us all the facts. But there was a teacher in Arizona. Arizona's having a big outbreak of uh, virus right now. And... Supposedly, this teacher followed all the rules of what to do during this virus uh, pandemic. <coughs> and she um, still caught the virus. And unfortunately, passed away. Uh, you know, and of course, the reporter, you know, rattles off what her child, you know, said and thought and, you know, all this stuff to make the president and Kaylee Ann look bad. 
or she's not Kaylee Ann, Kaylee McEnany. Uh, and you know, they, they find these one or two examples to just try and get a headline. But you know, the bad thing is I watch these press conferences myself and every person I know that watches for themselves what the president is saying, what the, uh, oh man, did I lose my podcast feed? No, it's still there. Um, you know, every person I know that listens to the press conferences from Kaylee McEnany or listens to the president's speeches comes away with a totally different perspective as than when they watch the MSNBC, Fox News, CNN, okay? And that's something people need to keep in mind going forward. Uh, but another thing that people have uh, themselves all in a bunch about is uh, President Trump uh, communicating Roger Stone's sentence. And basically, you know, cutting back his jail time. Now, we don't know if uh, the uh, there's a, there was a part of his sentence that was called uh, community observation basically like when you're on house arrest and you have to or you have to report into a probation officer uh, I don't know exactly which Roger Stone was sentenced to but he was sentenced to so much time in jail which has been communicated by the president which means it's it's gone he doesn't have that anymore but we don't know for sure if uh, that included his community observation. Uh, but the thing of it is, okay, Obama had over a thousand pardons. Uh, and, <clears throat> you know, Trump has had like 36 in three and a half years. So uh, a thousand pardons. Obama had over a thousand and uh, pardons and, and communications of sentences. Uh, Trump has worked through, you know, prison reform to reduce sentences of people that have been either wrongly convicted or sentenced more harshly than maybe they should have been. Uh, so that's the difference, and a lot of the people uh, that are being helped by the prison reform that president that president trump has enacted are you know minorities that were over sentenced for small small crimes uh so you know again there's you know his racism at work i guess um so in uh Bill Clinton, my arch nemesis's case, Roger Stone was sentenced for 
changing his story during the Mueller report, uh, uh, Mueller investigation, I should say. When the Mueller report came back and proved nothing other than it was a waste of tax dollars, all those people that were convicted for, you know, changing their story, you know, like saying, oh, wait a minute, I, when I talked to you at first, I said this, but I left this part out. All those people should have been set free when it just turned out that, you know, there was nothing there for them to lie about because there was no Russian collusion uh, and all these things that Mueller was investigating. But you look at President Clinton, okay, Lying under oath is a crime. It's called perjury. People go to jail for perjury. Now, the House of Representatives, it was 98-ish, convicted President Clinton, or no, excuse me, they impeached President Clinton on this charge among others perjury because when he was being deposed in regard to the sexual harassment allegation of Paula Jones Bill Clinton said he never had any affairs with uh, anyone in the White House and then Linda Tripp <laughs> Google Linda Tripp wow Clydesdale and High Heels uh, he you know, she said, wait, wait, wait one second. I have phone recordings of uh, conversations I'm having with a young intern who brags about having an affair with Bill Clinton. So this, you know, brought in the Ken Starr investigation. Uh, Clinton was convicted, impeached by the Senate, impeached, damn it by the House of Representatives, not convicted by the Senate. But the fact of the matter is, it was perjury for which he was impeached, one of the things. Perjury is a crime, you can go to jail for that. Roger Stone was not convicted on perjury. So, that's the difference there. As far as the pardoning goes, look at the people Bill Clinton pardoned. Bill Clinton pardoned a woman named Susan Rosenberg, who is now the vice president of fundraising for Black Lives Matter. She was charged for her role in the 1983 bombing of the United States Capitol building and other targets, convicted for explosives possession in 1985, was sentenced to 58 years in prison, and she was sprung by Bill Clinton. In other words, she was pardoned by Bill Clinton. Susan Rosenberg. Rosenberg is spelled R-O-S-E-N-B-E-R-G. 
and now she's the VP of fundraising for Black Lives Matter. So that point serves twofold. One, Bill Clinton pardoned a domestic terrorist. Number two, Black Lives Matter has been taken over by a left-wing agenda, left-wing terrorist organizations. Rosenberg was a uh, Bill Ayers, Saul Alinsky student who, you know, was out there to overthrow the government. Uh, another Saul or another Bill Ayers student was a guy named uh, Barry Satoro, who's now known as Barack Obama. Uh, Bill Clinton also pardoned another domestic terrorist named Patty Hearst, who went around with uh, other left-wing extremists in the 60s, uh, robbing banks, uh, saying they needed to steal from the rich to give back to the poor. Uh, it, she was pretended to have been kidnapped and held for ransom because her father was uh, the, pre the owner, president of Hearst Publishing, multi-billionaire at the time, which there were even fewer billionaires in the United States at that time. Uh, they, uh, the Weather Underground allegedly took her for ransom, but it was basically later she was convicted of being in cahoots with them. Uh, she tried to say she was brainwashed into it, but uh, a court decided otherwise. And there are a lot of pictures of Patty Hearst, you know, robbing banks with uh, an assault rifle in hand. So these are the people that presidents like Bill Clinton pardon, but you have people whose lives were destroyed by this Mueller investigation, people who were driven uh, into bankruptcy uh, by the Mueller investigation that turned up nothing and Trump communicates one of their sentences and suddenly, you know, Trump is uh, the bad guy. But other presidents can pardon domestic terrorists that makes perfect sense. Another thing that came up in this press conference is the ongoing battle uh, between the loony left and police. Uh, you know, Ilhan Omar says that uh, the police are. You know, out there terrorizing people, out there uh, harassing people, and we need to do away with police altogether. Police are just abusing everyone. I have yet to see one of these alleged police abuse cases where the person was not in the midst of committing some type of crime. Uh, now, this, the hands up, don't shoot guy 
that didn't happen. He didn't have his hands up. He didn't say don't shoot. He, from what I've read, tried to grab the cop's weapon. George Floyd had fentanyl and methamphetamine in his system. Although I do still hold those police officers accountable because They could have administered first aid. The guy in Atlanta, who I always forget to write his name down before I start one of these videos, you know, fired a taser at the cops after he beat them up. So, my contention is this. In this situation, the police are not the problem. The government and the media are the problem. The media jumps on these stories and runs with them before you can do anything, before anything can be done, said, whatever. You know, um, Ahmaud Arbery did not deserve to be hunted down and killed by those three crackers in Georgia. But at the same time, you know, was he dear sweet Ahmad Arbery or was he, you know, the Ahmad Arbery that was, uh, I saw cussing out police officers and, you know, waving his arms in the air, you know, all like this and, you know, F you cops and why are you effing with me? Uh, while he had a suspended license and was parked in the middle of a field by a railroad track. Uh, I watched more of that video, a full cut uh, from the police body cam. The police, you know, didn't really do anything wrong. Maude Arbery didn't do anything wrong. Uh, now this is real, these are real police officers, not the three dumb crackers that chased him around uh, playing cop. But, you know, he's telling the police not to search his car. They think they saw something that resembled uh, paraphernalia in his car, but they didn't have enough evidence to search the car, so they didn't search it. They weren't allowed to search it without his permission, and he didn't give it to him. But nonetheless, uh, you know, I, in all of these cases, except Ahmaud Arbery, uh, you know, I, I've never seen one case where somebody was killed without them being in the midst of committing a crime. Over the weekend, two McAllen, Texas, Texas police officers were shot uh, in an ambush responding to a domestic violence call and then uh, the shooter uh, killed himself after a standoff with other officers. Uh, you know, they didn't have time to draw their weapons. They didn't have time to call for backup. Uh, it was like, almost like he was waiting for them. 
uh, the police were responding to a domestic violence call. But AOC, you know, says she's not happy with only $1.5 billion being cut from the New York City Police Department's funds. You know, she wanted all of their funding cut. Wow. So who do you... <laughs> to steal a, a line from Ghostbusters, a lot of people have been stealing. Who are you going to call? I mean, crime is up ridiculously in New York City in the last couple of weeks. You know, we've had children as young as one year old shot after the mayor put the handcuffs on the police uh, and, you know, 400 New York City officers applied for retirement and, you know, AOC says we're not doing enough to, you know, punish the police departments. Uh, wait until she needs the police first time she needs, I'm not threatening her, I think she's a beautiful woman, uh, I just think she's misguided, and, but what I'm saying is, you know, the first time someone breaks into her apartment, tries to rob her, you know, not knowing who she is, uh, or even if they do know who she is, whatever, you know, she's going to call the police and be thankful that we have police, you know. Um, I hear people say, well, you know, some police officers have said that they, they haven't reported half of the crimes or misgivings of their fellow officers. So, you know, that means that half of the police officers are bad because you always hear this you hear us who support the police go, you know, it's 1% of officers that make 99% look bad. But, you, you know, is it true that 50% of the cases of police misconduct go unreported uh, and 50% do get reported? You know, most of the time when there's a report of police misconduct that goes somewhere and leads to, you know, truth and an officer being removed from the force or whatever, they are reported by other police officers. So the police police themselves in that regard. They don't need Ilhan Omar out there saying that the police are terrorizing people or Alexandria Cor Sandy Cortez saying Oh well, we we need to you know completely defund the New York City Police Department. Uh, now the Seattle police, the Seattle uh, mayor. Well, until the rioters showed up at the mayor's house, she was anti-police. City council in Seattle wants to cut their budget by fifty percent. You realize in Seattle. You know, they always say that this is white officers terrorizing black Americans. 80% of the Seattle Police Department, including the chief, are not white. 
it's the most diverse police department in America, I heard uh, B. Tatum on YouTube say. 80% of the officers are not white. So, and that's, you know, the thing with the whole, the riots and the overrunning of a police station and violence and damage done in Seattle was because the mayor told the police to stand down. Didn't let them do their jobs. People in this Chaz area were shot and the mayor did nothing. The police couldn't get in there uh, and the ambulance crew was afraid to go in there because there was, there was the Chaz police barricading the streets with assault uh, rifles in their hands and they wouldn't let the police in and the ambulance said well we're not going in without the police so uh, you know way to go Seattle council and mayor you you know you let your own city become a laughing stock and get you know destroyed uh, and then places like Minnesota and Seattle want the federal government to pay for the damage done by people they let run amok. And these weren't, you know, the, the peaceful protesters. They were mobs of Antifa and other uh, left-wing extremists that have been lying in wait, waiting for an opportunity like this to come along where they could take advantage, you know, like uh, Rahm Emanuel and uh, Barack Obama said, and I'll end it on this note, you know, let no good crisis go to waste. And that's exactly what uh, Antifa and these other left-wing instigators did with uh, the George Floyd case, with the shooting in Atlanta by the officers who just got beat up and had a taser fired at them. So, with that, just want to get that off my chest and out there. I get my stogie stoking before I leave you. God bless you. Thanks for listening to me. And uh, pray for one another.